0: Welcome to The Fifth Estate. They bring you the story, we bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Good evening, Victoria, and thank you for joining me here on this uh, episode 74 of the Fifth Estate Podcast for Tuesday, the 18th of October, 2022. Oh, boy, let me just say we have a lot of things to go into tonight. Um, We'll try and get it all done in about half an hour or so, Uh, but we'll see how we go. It might be a bit longer, it might be a bit shorter, Um, just depends if I get on my soapbox or not. Anyway, um... First thing I want to start off with is uh, Herald Sun today or this evening reports on uh, Kashulia Vagula. Um, my apologies for the mispronunciation of her surname. Uh, she's the uh, former uh, Labor MP who crossed the floor to support uh Somerex motion to refer the uh, redshirt scandal back to... I think it was IBAC or the Ombudsman uh, for that one, and she was booted out. Now, uh, a bullying complaint was made in approximately February of this year against uh, the Premier's uh, private office uh, and uh, what was it? It was against uh, the Premier's private office and, and part of, uh, I think, the Labor Party. Now, It's come out WorkSafe has uh, dropped it and said there's nothing to see here, which honestly should we be surprised uh, considering how stacked WorkSafe is uh, with Labor cronies and uh, people who owe some sort of debt to Supreme Leader Andrews. Well, I believe they owe some sort of debt to Supreme Leader Andrews. Um, for that one, so you know, we've seen that they had to be prodded, as I've said before, prodded by Self Employed Australia to investigate the hotel quarantine fiasco. Uh, this is despite the evidence that was uncovered in the uh, the Coach Royal Commission. Uh, they investigated it, dragged their chain, and then uh, had to pass that information off onto the uh, Office of Public Prosecutions. I think it is. Uh, for them to do now I'm not sure what's happened on that one uh, I know it has gone uh to court once or twice um hang on let me just have a look uh, do, do, do 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 I should have some um surfing uh you know internet music or something like that uh okay so there was a hearing uh Oh, uh, it's his hearing on the 4th of October. Another hearing was listed. Uh, this is an update. Hearing only went for half a day. Uh, his Honour stated the hearing was to hear submission as to whether SEA's original uh, originating motion was filed within the relevant time under the rules of Supreme Court. Further, if it was not filed within time, whether it could be justified based on special circumstances to grant an extension of time. Uh, now, this tends to be something that uh, is used a lot. Uh, you know, oh, it's not filled in, you know, it's not submitted within the appropriate time frame. Uh, you know, unfair dismissal applications are, are a good one. Uh, some days I, sometimes I can understand it, though 21 days from the time that the dismissal took effect, uh, I don't know, I I, I think three weeks isn't that long enough? Um, you know, I honestly think it should be 28 days uh, for that one though. Yeah, you know, but it's the thing. Um, you know, some, yeah, it, it, anyway, uh, it's just one, one of those things. I, I don't think that there's uh, enough time. Uh, but anyway, going back to this one, uh, consequently uh, in questioning And the putting of submissions, uh, much was made of the 29 September 2021 media release where WorkSafe announced the prosecution of the health department. The position being put was that as of that date, SEA should have known that WorkSafe had conducted investigations. Therefore, the time clock started on 29 September 2021. Consequently, SEA was out of time in putting the application for an order in on 14 February 2022. Uh, applications may must be made within 60 days. SEA submission uh, that SEA did not know invest investigations into the individuals or entities we named had occurred. This is because WorkSafe never answered the direct and repeated questions we made of them on this and still have not answered that question. We say that the clock uh, could not have started ticking before 20, uh, 10th of January or 2nd of February. But anyway, um, getting off the, uh, the, the track here, yeah, it's... Uh it says down at the bottom, his honour have reserved his judgment. We'll let you know when his honour releases his judgment uh i mean sh- should we be holding our breath that uh it's going to happen uh I don't know i I don't think so um it's it's likely to be one of those things that uh nothing's to see here. For that one, so going back to this original uh, WorkSafe complaint, now it's uh, there is a good uh, statement on um, the individual's uh, Twitter page. uh, She's done a tweet where she goes into a detailed statement, two-page statement uh, for that one. But uh, going back to the Herald Sun article, uh, it's um, she says that. She's going to ask the Victorian Ombudsman, Deborah Glass, to launch a formal investigation, saying her complaints have not been treated seriously. And she has questioned whether political meddling contributed to a perceived failure to properly investigate her allegations. Given that the Ombudsman is already investigating the politicisation of the public service I'm writing to ask the Ombudsman to investigate the conduct of WorkSafe practice and performance, including but not exclusively any improper political bias or pressure. I'm also writing to ask the Ombudsman to investigate the performance of the Premier's private office in dealing with my concerns. Not something the Supreme Leader Andrews wants to have happen uh, in the lead up to the election. Now, I think serious campaigning starts uh, next week. Uh, Or is it the week after? Uh, But anyway, it's it's coming up soon because it's not that far away. Before you know, there's that date, twenty sixth of November, uh, where we hopefully vote the uh, labour side of the uni party out of office uh, and vote in. Who knows? Um, I do hope that it is uh, a, a group of people that are able to improve the prosperity of this state. Now, whilst we're sort of talking about things related to Supreme Leader Andrews, uh, Daily Mail turns around and says, uh, Xi Jinping will complete his totalitarian spy state, uh, take on the US and aim to break Western world order if if he's given a historic third term as leader, uh, experts predict. Now, this is, uh, he changed from what I understand is that Uh, the head of the Chinese Communist Party used to be uh, two terms and then he changed the rules to give him uh, three terms uh, for that one. So, but, you know, it's likely that he will carry on. Uh, What that means for the rest of the world, I think, is very, very concerning. Um, Yeah, it's... It, it's one of those things. I, I don't think that anyone should be, uh, disc, you know, discounting or discrediting or ignoring uh, the the power that uh, that uh, political side of things is going to wield. I uh, also think that uh, we also need to, let's say, put the country and the state and and everything on a war footing, and that is that we move away from buying Chinese imports, Uh, we move away from reliance on uh, Chinese imports as much as we can and we we get to the point where we become self-sufficient or we uh, uh, obtain similar products from other regions. Now I'm not talking about different regions, some different regions in Asia because there's something that I'm learning is that there's a whole lot of... uh, What you would call um, region washing, where or is it region laundering? Uh, I'm not sure, but where things are made in the um, slave labor region of China, which I can't quite remember what the name of that is, but then they're funneled through other countries, rebadged as being made in that country, and then shipped out. So uh, this is the thing: is that yeah, we we do need to be watching that. We do need to be uh, putting ourselves in a this country, in this state, in a position where we're not reliant on China. Now, talking about that one, um, there is a cricketer, uh, Pat Cummins. No idea who he is. Uh, he's also made the Daily Mail. Uh, Greenhouse gas is bad. Slave labour, fine. Pat Cummins under fire for supporting Chinese solar panel company linked to the use of forced labour as he declared he was morally opposed to Aussie energy company. Now it seems to be something with those in the sporting arena that they can decide uh, who, uh, who who will support them and who wouldn't, who won't. Uh, we've seen the uh, Australian Diamonds or whatever the, the netball team's uh, nickname is. They're having a big uh, bit of a protest because they don't want to be sponsored by uh, one of Gina Reinhardt's companies, despite how much money it was pumped into the uh, struggling organisation, they've turned around and said, no, we don't want that logo on the back of our jerseys or on the front of the jerseys or wherever it appears. Uh, So, yes. Now, coming back to Cummins, uh, Pat Cummins has been criticised for removing Alinta Energy as a cricket sponsor. Uh, National Senator Matt Canavan accused him of trying to be in the morality police. The Senator called of a power company, featuring Cummins in February. Uh, he plays with brands associated with the use of Uyghur slave labor in Jing... Um, so, yeah, it's... This is one of the things is that, you know, we know these elites um, or the evil class, depending on how you want to describe them, it's one law for them and another law for everyone else. So this is then you know, um, Supreme Leader Andrews does it all the time. He's, you know, pushing the, you know, quote unquote, green or renewable energy, yet, you know, he's funneling a whole lot of money to China to buy the the fam, you know, the, the wind turbine blades or blades for the the wind turbines, whether it's the the solar panels or the uh, chips that go into batteries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those things. There's just hypocrisy. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what else to say say about it. Um, the watermelons are just as bad. Uh, with everything that they go on about, uh, we've seen, you know, their leader uh, in Victoria, Adam Bant, you know, flying a lot and you know jumping in business class and all that sort of stuff uh, for for that. So yeah, it's it's an. Interesting time that we live in where it's do as I say, not as I do. Um, kicking back to Supreme Leader Andrews and the um, growing dysfunction within uh, Victoria's ambulance system. Um, sadly, it's uh, claimed another victim um, a new, um, an individual died um, and uh, this Danny Salav, Salavik, um his partner had to drive her dying husband to hospital herself um, and did that with their 10-month-old daughter in the back seat. Um, this was in uh, September 23. Um, he died shortly after he phoned for an ambulance on September 23, complaining of chest pains and difficulty in breathing. It took an estimated 22 minutes for an ambulance to arrive at the scene, seven minutes outside the response target. Um, call logs show he called triple zero at 7.02 pm. Um, in the meantime, Ms. Christia located her partner and driven him to the hospital herself, cancelling the ambulance arrival at the hospital just as the ambulance turned up. He became unconscious shortly after arriving at hospital and died soon after. Um, <sighs> it's, I mean, w- w- how many people need to die in this state before, you know, there is a, a, a continual protest out the front of his office? And, and we know from the stuff that... Uh, Morgan Jonas is doing is that he's not going to his office. He's probably hiding in his house somewhere um, under police guard. Uh, But, you know, it's the thing. How many people need to die? And let's remember that this individual locked us down for the last two years and put in draconian measures from, you know, vaccine passports to wearing face diapers and all that sort of crap to save people's lives. And yet here he is. He doesn't give a, a, a whoopty about this. Oh, but, you know, we're training more Esther people. We're training more paramedics. Well, mate, this never should have got there in the first place. Um, he's been health minister or premier through a lot of it uh, or through through most of, what is it, 12 out of the last 16 years or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, are we that daft that we'll vote for him again? Um, you know just because of what because the, the opposition is incompetent well let's get away from this two-party preferred let's go and you know um, you know vote for people who will actually represent us in in spring street let's get, vote for those who will you know not back down let's vote for those who will who have our best interests, you know or have a platform that we support and you as I've ranted about before, I'm still yet to see anyone talk about the mutilation of children in hospitals. Uh, No one's making it a, a, pardon me, political issue. Uh, It does need to be made a political issue, Um, yet all they're talking about is is what? Money here, who can spend the most money, who can bribe the um, you know, the, the voting public the most with whatever handouts or, or whatever this, that or, or whatever's going on. Um, sadly, the, uh, the the floods that um, Victoria is experiencing is putting Supreme Leader Andrews in a bit more of a positive light because, you know, everyone loves a, um, a leader during a disaster because they're out there doing their bit. Uh, we've seen all the photo opportunities of him standing in um, the command centre with... Um, Anthony Albanese, our, our, uh, is he our Prime Minister or not our Prime Minister or whatever it is, um, or just a stooge of the WEF, um, you know, getting briefings and getting updates. I mean, like, really, you know, why not move out of their way, let these people do their job, take your entourage and, and nick off down the road, go to the, you know, the local CWA and and, and set up camp there where you can just pretend that you actually care about people instead of just you know, rocking out for these photo opportunities and, and this and that. Um, yeah, so, you know, unless you're going to put boots on and actually go out and start shoveling mud and shoveling dirt and, and doing things like that, you know, I don't think that we should see from, see from these people. We shouldn't see any of them until afterwards when they tell us how they're going to stop this shit from happening again um, for that. But, you know what, we know that's never going to happen because it's always a... Uh, publicity event for these people now still going on with the disasters that are are happening within uh, victoria Um, we know as i've mentioned before uh, the cfa is you know going it, it, it is you know desperate for um you know desperate for members every station that i've seen in victoria if you have a look at the, the cfa map is looking for volunteers uh, both operational and non-operational uh yet here we are there's um according to this uh article that the ses uh, uh ses services uh, fighting life-threatening floods in Victoria have been turning away volunteers wanting to help because they haven't had a COVID vaccine booster shot. Premier Daniel has also been urged to waive all remaining vaccine mandates for SES volunteers, amid claims it is affecting the flood response. If the pandemic is oh, really, if the pandemic really is over, as Premier Dan, uh, Premier Andrews claims, why can't members of the SES help out their neighbours during floods? said Liberal Democrats MP Tim Quilty. <sighs> We know that this is never going to end, that, you know, the only way we can get it to end is to vote the Uni Party out and vote in, you know, at least just break the back of the Uni Party, Um, you know, give them a small majority or give, you know, a small majority, give them a small number or or give them something and give the the balance of power, you know, to those who aren't part of the Uni Party. Um, But, yeah, it's... It is just one of those things. Um, supposedly you need three jabs. Um, Peter and other volunteers were told by email that they would have to have at least three COVID shot, vaccine shots when Victoria's pandemic declaration ended last Wednesday. But in a statement, the SES subsequently said volunteers are only required to have two vaccine doses to work on emergencies and get training. Um, but still, mate, I, I don't think that they should have any. And the... Uh, there is it. There's a tweet. Um, nope. I have lost it. Um, that that has been about um that. I mean, why? Now don't turn around and say, oh, it's because it's a secretary direction. Well, I think these organizations can decide uh, you know, how they pass their own mandates and, and everything like that and what they require. Um, we know that the Wu flu is, what, not deadly, not dangerous. Um, for the people that are likely to volunteer, uh, it is potentially no. Uh, it's not going to have an impact on any of them. Uh, so, yeah, it's – I don't know, man, it, it just baffles me. Um Mm. But anyway, I really don't know what to say. I I think that we just, you know, turn around and, and as I said, get these people out of office, um, you know, until the Liberal Party turns around and, 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 you know, puts it down, writes it in stone that they're going to get rid of all these mandates and all this legislation. I don't think we should be voting for them either. Um, But anyway, that is just me. Uh, The other thing that I wanted to talk about was that, uh, Sydney Watson finally gets compensation. Now, you might have heard, hopefully heard about it in a previous episode if you're a regular listener. If not, for those who came in late, uh, Sydney Watson is an Australian-American. Uh, she is a political commentator, does a lot of stuff for what is called conservative media. Um, did post a couple of tweets out, uh, being, um, what she said was stuck between two obese people on a flight. Um. Uh, However, she has now shared an email uh, she received from the company on Monday where American Airlines apologized and offered her a $150 coupon. Wow. And they called a Dr. Watson too. Ah. The airline also claimed that attendants were unable to, on the flight, were unable to change Ms. Watson's seat. Uh, The email read, I sincerely regret the enjoyment and comfort of your flight. AA was dismini- diminished due to other another customer exceeding their seat space. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, anyway, it, 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 it's a thing. I, I think that we do need to uh, stop the, uh, you know, obsession we have with affirming everyone no matter what they do. Uh, I think that, you know, considering the last two years of what we've done to, save people's lives. I think that, you know, we need to be shutting down these fast food stores. We need to actually start getting people more active. Um, what was it? In the 70s, the Life Be In It ads with uh, Norm and uh, who was it, Libby? Uh, let's see what Wikipedia says. Um, Norm was the the big couch potato. Uh, program began in 1975 with the Victorian state government. Uh, how long did the last for? It also aired in the US. Local television stations during the 70s and 80s. Uh, federal funding ended in 1981. Redirected towards elite programs. The program became an Australian Australia company, continued for a time working with other groups like the National Heart Foundation before going into hibernation. Um, yeah, I... It is. I I think that we need to, yeah, start getting people active again. Um, You know, get away from this uh, obsession with reaffirming everyone regardless of, of, you know, what they are, how they are and and all that sort of stuff. Um, But yeah, anyway, that's just me. That's my thoughts. Admittedly, yes, I'm um, a bit of a lazy bugger. I, you know, do need to do more exercise. Um, I'm not going to make any excuses there. I'm, you know, I just most of the time I can't be bothered. Um, but, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm making an effort now to uh, to do things more because I do have a young son and, you know, I want to instill good habits in him uh, for that one. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's something that I, I think that we should all be looking at doing, um, you know, not even to, if you know, regardless of whether you've got kids or not, I'm um, just doing it to live, the, you know, the, the best version of the life that we can. And considering that the Wu flu tended to uh, hit people who had um, underlying health issues, and and you know, majority of the health health issues were those who carried a little bit of excess weight. Uh, I think that we should be uh, paying more attention to that, and you know, watching watch what's going on with our weight and and everything like that. And that involves. You know, eating the right foods, um, you know, exercising more, and all that sort of stuff. I know that's going to be a bit of a challenge over the next couple of months to a year, or however long it's going to be uh, when this recession does bite in, and with inflation going through the roof. Um, but yeah, I think with considering what is coming, um, I, I think that we do need to pay a bit more attention to it, um, yeah, and and put us in the in the best possible shape that we can be so we can write out what is coming now what is coming Um, whilst I don't have a crystal ball I don't know I do have a feeling there is going to be some sort of major international conflict and coming back to uh, election discussion and conversation that whilst we are voting at the state level now I do think that we need to send a message to the uni party and that we don't want to you know we're not going to vote for either of them because I can tell you what, regardless of who you vote for at the federal level, uh, if the uh, international conflict uh, hasn't commenced uh, in earnest by the time the next election comes, not long after the next election, is that, hey, it will be happening and you'll be getting drafted. Um, Don't say it's not going to happen because this is going to be something big. Uh, So we need to be telling our politicians now, do what they can to find a peaceful um, solution or resolution to to what is going on in that particular area that everyone's focusing on, uh, and that's not just giving more arms and ammunition and money to uh, that uh, the the one you know the the, the 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 particular group that is is crying poor. Um, as I have mentioned before, they are a very corrupt nation, um, and and we shouldn't be giving them anything without. Uh, you know, following where the money goes. Um, So, yeah, we need to, you know, just start writing to the papers, writing to your local member that, um, you know, it's over. We need to stop giving them military assistance. Yes, give them as much humanitarian assistance as we can, but we shouldn't be giving them military assistance, uh, especially when it's going to uh, leave our country um, vulnerable to to whatever's going on and by that token i um, talking about leaving us vulnerable i think that we need to actually being preparing the population uh for something that's going on and i'm not talking about uh you know just you know anything to do with a great reset or anything like that but we know that that's going to be the trigger um for it the world war is going to be the, the best thing that they can look for to, to, you know, they never let a good crisis go to waste. So that will be the thing that brings in the great reset. Um, Whilst I am talking about that one, I thought I would talk about this if I can find where I went that up. Here we go. The Commonwealth Bank has brought out a new feature. Um, Commonwealth Bank is now tracking your carbon footprint based on how you spend your money, but you can pay to offset it. Um, this is ESG. Uh, they bring it out now to test the water, to see what it's like to see how you know how many people uh, are accepting of it, how many people embrace it, how many people are you know opposed to it, et cetera et cetera, uh, and then it's going to be rolled out. Um, you know none of this stuff happens by chance or by mistake. It is all deliberately done to ease us into it. Um, you know, we were told about the face diapers. Oh, no, 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 you don't need to wear a face diaper because it's, you know, it, the wee flu's not going to do anything. Then next thing, you have to wear face diapers. Um, so, yeah, this is this is ESG. Um, you know, it's it's going to be there, yeah, you know, and there's a, a picture in the Daily Mail that says, your October footprint is equivalent to driving 3,065 kilometres by car and eight trees being cut. Category breaking category breakdown the main spending categories contributing to your carbon footprint transport 60% groceries 12% eating out 6% and it tells you h- how much carbon so transport 60% gives you 312 kilos groceries is 66 and eating out is 34 um mm. now it's it's yeah it, it's it's one of those things um Okay, so this is another one. Um, October footprint, 520 kilos of CO2. October, September, August, blah, blah, uh, National average is um, 1,280. A sustainable footprint, approximately 200 kilos per month. Uh, so going back to this other one, if we have a look at 300 kilos for transport, um, they're going to be saying, well, you can't drive your car. Uh, so yeah it's it's coming Uh, we've seen it um, you know we've seen it with the uh, ISO classifications for banking uh, where firearm transactions and ammunition transactions are going to get their own visa code so it's only a matter of time before it is this Um, so yeah my thoughts get your money out of that get your money out of uh, banks like that um and do your homework on banks and and see if they're doing any sort of uh ESG or anything like that and they all will be and I think that you should join a a member owned bank like a CUA uh, a credit union um or anything like that uh and go from there and then get active in it and you know just start pushing as a, as a member you can raise things with Um, you know, at at AGMs and all that sort of stuff, start finding out. Get, you know, get enough of you together who are all joining a particular credit union and then just start pushing motions at the uh, AGM saying, no, you want to get rid of ESG. You know, you don't want any ESG and get it passed as a motion and, you know, get the board to agree on it. And if they don't, when their election comes for them to be on the board, vote them out. If enough of you get together and you can form a good block, then, you know, these groups will start taking notice. And remember, this is what the, let's call them the communists do um, for that one. They just focus on getting, you know, getting the numbers on, on how they can do that. Um, BlackRock did that with Exxon, I think it was. Um, they had enough votes to get someone on the board and they found some activist group to get on the board and they so had two greenies on a um, petro company uh for that one but yeah it's start looking at asg um start looking at the social credit they're going to they're going to change the name because it's it's becoming too known uh so they're going to call it something else soon it, just be aware of, of what it is uh that and remember this is all going to tie into your central bank digital currency because it will turn around and say no you've exceeded your quota of You know, four hundred kilos for this month. Sorry, you can't fill up your car, or sorry, you can't go and eat out, or sorry, no, you can't buy those products. You have to have this product. Uh, So yeah, it's coming, Um, and the time to to oppose that is now. Uh, It's going to be too late to oppose it when it is uh, when the momentum has started and and the ball's on the way down on that hill. So, but anyway, um, a cheery note to leave everyone on. Um, but as I said, right, you know, have a look, check out ESG, contact your bank, even your superannuation fund and all that sort of stuff. They will all be doing it, um, yeah, and, and start putting pressure on them to to stop it. So, but anyway, folks, uh, that's about it for this one. I'm uh, going to leave it here. Uh, as always, there will be show notes on this um, up on, on the wherever you listen to your podcast and all that sort of stuff. So, look forward to having you join me on the next one so thanks for listening and bye for now thank you for listening to this episode of the fifth estate the news behind the headlines until the next episode of the fifth estate releases we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts and we'll keep holding those in power in check